Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. We're talking about first deer hunts today. Yeah. Hey, I got three other guys here with me in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm Frank Cox. Yeah. This is Tim Bell. I'm Colson C. Colson C. C? C. Just the letter C? No, S-E-A-Y, but you spell it sounds like the letter C. <laughs> so so true story, uh, Bill and I uh, are sitting out here enjoying a cold uh, Rocky Mountain water together. At the table here at Westover Farms, we're at Living the Dream Land uh, event here where we're, uh, what are we doing here? Anyway, I don't know what. We're just hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, that's all I've been doing. Land and living the dream, and yeah, this guy's been here all day. I guess going through classes and that sort of thing. Yeah, learning about land and how to how to how to uh, help you find your perfect dream piece of property, your your dream land. Yeah, 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 and and they can do it. But what the story goes is I'm sitting here talking to Tim. I've known Tim for a long yeah. time back. Probably 10 know, or 12 10, years. 10, 12 years. It's really? been a while. You know oh, yeah. everybody, Frank Cox. <laughs> yeah. And so we had some barbecue contests and stuff that we that we had done and uh, around Edgar Springs and Rolla, whatever. And we had one. We kind of – there's a there's an old contest around Rolla called the Ain't Fair. You know, and everybody cooks it, you know, and the joke is, is it ain't fair. That's the deal. That's why we call it the ain't fair. It's probably true. Because there are rules, but the rules are there, but they ain't fair. So you that means it's, you, we're not saying it, but you can break them. You can do whatever the hell you want. There's, it doesn't matter. The people that follow the rules lose is what happens. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's set so, up for that. So we had a similar contest, me and a friend of mine named Mitch Benthal. And uh, Tim come down there and cooked it. And, of course, Tim and a, and a buddy of ours named Biscuit just mopped the floor up. I mean, they did a good job. Because <laughs> they broke all the rules. That's what happened, you see. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, we probably stuck to the rules. You probably did, actually. But we used stuff mostly that we brought with us. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was going to the store getting yep. every stuff that they weren't yep. supposed to use. <laughs> anyway, it was a good time. It was a long time ago. And and so me and me and Tim's been out there talking about all kinds of silly stuff, you know. Oh, but isn't it fun? Yeah, and. Uh, yes. the the culture around the area and the different people we know and stuff like that and then we started swapping stories and soon enough we're talking about our first deer hunts you know first stuff deer like. hunts and uh, Tim told me a story here a little bit ago and I'd just like yeah. him to tell that story it's pretty interesting yeah Coulson here he was I think five years old if I remember right his uh, mother made the comment that he was too young to deer hunt. It kind of struck me a little bit the wrong way, so <laughs> I had an old ten twenty two Ruger rifle in the back of the truck. So we got out that morning, and he ran a box or a box and two shells through it. And that evening, I slipped a little two twenty three rifle in on him, and he never knew the difference. <laughs> and we sat there probably twenty minutes in an old homemade blind that we'd made out of a pickup bed. <laughs> pickup bed, <laughs> and he that that boy was. Probably the noisiest deer hunter I'd ever hunted with. <laughs> and this little deer come off the hill there, and it had to be the dumbest deer you ever seen. You know, 
he was rattling soda cans and everything. Get <laughs> it sounded like antlers clacking. Having a good yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. And that yeah. little old deer, something had its attention because it just kept looking the other way from us. And it got out of there and we kept telling him, you know, better shoot, Colson, better shoot. Well, it popped again. The old deer took off running, but it running that old sideways run. You know how they, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he feel a little ill. It, it probably run 50 feet and fell over. Oh, my and, goodness. How old was you? It, Barely five years old. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what did you think about that, Cole? Well, I was uh, excited over the moon like any other five-year-old would be. And I don't, the only thing I remember is kind of getting up to position myself and stepping on deer cans. And a few choice words came out like, oh, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to scare it. But I, I guess it was just about the dumbest deer you could find and fired away on that thing. And I got my first deer that evening. Boy, hey, that, 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 that's pretty awesome. But five years old, I can't imagine that because I grew up in the Missouri Boot Hill. I didn't see a deer or turkey either one until I was in high school on a trip yeah, to Jeff City yeah. or something, you know. I remember my dad talking. He's born in 1918 uh, down wow. around Dillard, Missouri, down there. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. And he said he was like 22 before he ever seen a deer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can remember I went to a little old country school, and we used to school bus pick us up, but it had to make a right-hand turn on a little blacktop road, go down to big old state park, pick up some kids in an old general store, country store right there in the in the corner. So a bunch of kids would bail off. We could go in there. No kidding. We could get a piece of bubble gum or a 22 shell for a penny each, you know. <laughs> but there's always a bunch of old guys sitting around in there playing checkers, you know. And I can remember one time, first time I ever probably heard the word deer, you know. Well, I saw a deer track. Over on the Mississippi on a sandbar, you know. Oh, and that was a big deal. Everybody in the county knew it before sundown, you know. Somebody had yeah. seen a deer track. Yep. And that was it, boys. We were rabbit and coon hunters, you know. But one of the, I guess, first deer hunts I ever went on. And, boy, I just didn't want to go from tailed my dad had told from a previous year. <laughs> he borrowed a gun from somebody, first mistake. He went with a bunch of buddies that nobody knew anything about deer hunting. That was second mistake. And they camped in a... Dump truck, you know, uh -huh. dump truck. The beds are made out of steel. Mm -hmm. They slept in the bed of that truck. That got real cold, <laughs> yeah. you know. So that boys like sleeping on an iceberg. I guess my dad said I've never been so cold in my life, man. So I got up next morning, got this barred gun with a scope on it. You know, probably first time he'd ever looked through a scope. Of course, didn't shoot the gun ahead of time. He said, "Get out there." And I said, "Biggest deer? I could have. I didn't even know they got that big. Walked right out in front of me about thirty yards. And of course, he was a World War II mm -hmm. vet, very proud of his marksmanship. He said, "I missed that thing. There was no way in the world I could have missed that deer." So he'd go back to camp then and decide to shoot the gun. Well, it's shooting two foot high, of course, you know. So good old dad learned a little bit of a lesson. But I actually went the next year with them, and it wasn't near as cold, wasn't near as bad as they talked and everything. But camped out in a tent. We were just out in some Mark Twain National Forest, you know, didn't have a clue, anything about deer. But I just thought it was cool being in the hills because I was mm. born in the swamps. Went out, walked a mile or so back in the woods and just sat down by a big old pine tree. I sat there all day long. <laughs> didn't I didn't see anything but squirrels. <laughs> I can remember when I was a kid back in the 70s, we didn't see a lot of deer, deer then. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can remember hunting several years there before I ever killed one that never even seen a deer. Yeah, yeah. So, so me growing up, of course, we didn't have guns in our house. You know, growing really? up, no, we didn't have no guns. But I fished a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I had uh, my grandpa had a pond. You know, of course, my mom growing up hunted a lot, but dad wasn't really into it too much, and uh, so we never had any of that kind of stuff. But 
I can remember as soon as I got married, first thing I did is I went and got my hunter safety course, got me Mossberg 500 shotgun, you know, uh-huh. yep. the only thing I could afford. And uh, Good enough. I, I went out and sat and sat and sat and sat and sat and sat and never killed a deer, right? <laughs> Been years, kid didn't kill no deer. Seen some deer, shot at some deer, never killed a deer, right? <laughs> and uh, of course, I was shooting slugs through that gun. I don't even know if you're supposed to do that back then or not, but anyway, not. I, I did. <laughs> and uh, anyway, fast forward a whole lot of years, my first deer was actually killed with a bow, not a gun. Really? Yeah, and uh, of course it's it's an old bow, you know, and and that's all I had, and had a good time, did it, you know, but you know I never really went for the whole horns and antlers and things like that. I just wanted sausages, all I wanted, you know that. So yeah. basically, <laughs> we just killed the first darn deer that showed its head. <laughs> we just killed it and got it over with, you know. Yeah, and that I always appreciated, you know, Duck Commander back in the day. He always talked about when you kill your first, you know, you're going duck hunting or whatever for the first time. Just don't even sweat it. Just just ground swat it, let it land, kill it on the water, get it over with. Now it's done. You killed your first duck. That's kind of how it was for me. Just kill the first deer we see. Just brown it down, get it done. We'll make sausage and it'll be fine. Oh, no, nothing wrong with that, you know. And, and of course, in the culture we're in today, it's almost a shame because so many people are caught up in that monster buck thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm a, and here, I do an outdoor podcast. I help with an outdoor living the dream outdoors TV show, you know. And I just don't watch a lot of TV shows anymore because it discourages me as an old hunter. Of course, in the first 10 seconds, you see a monster buck. <laughs> well, I've never seen anything like that in my life, you know. So I think it's really unrealistic. But when I hear stories like this, and I've heard, I've been in outdoor communication business for over 50 years, and I've heard thousands of stories, but these are my absolute favorites, man. This is yep. America. This is rural America. Because we go out, we've hunted out of old car bodies. You know, I've hunted out of stands that they tell you now, you know, <laughs> you don't climb that thing. Yeah, I fell out a couple you, of them because two before it broke. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when the first climbing tree stands came out? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I, I got I a good hunted, story about that, too. <laughs> I, I hunted deers a long time before I ever killed a deer, right? Because an old boy named Brian Parker down in Jerome, Missouri, always said, I, at least is what I've been told he always said, was I'd hate to ruin a perfectly good deer hunt by killing a deer, right? So <laughs> because like then you got to go up and clean the thing up, right? Well, anyway, so I I hunted a whole lot of deers and never killed one up until this point. But anyway, I made I always watched that guy. If you remember the, the the what was the tree climbing stand that you turn around and face the tree and you'd climb that thing and that yeah. guy would go way up. I mean, oh, twenty yeah. some odd, thirty odd feet up in the air. Yeah. You know, he'd climb that tree. And I was like, I don't even know if there's trees around us that you could climb that high. You know, with one of these climber tree stands. Well, anyway, I wanted to make a tree stand like that, so I made one. It was out of steel tubing. You know, and I took the bicycle chain and all that and heat oh, shrink yeah. tubing, and I made the mm-hmm. whole deal where I could do it. And I made a little backpack thing out of shotgun slings, and I carried that thing out there in the backwoods behind DeWitt's Pond down yep. to Newburgh, and I walked mm-hmm. way the heck out on that ridge out there carrying that thing. And I got there, and I was about whooped. That steel, <laughs> that steel climber stand. So I, I was proud of myself. I made that stand, and I climbed it way up in the tree, right? And I was sitting there, and I hunted. 
and I got done, and I didn't kill no deer, and I called the way out, but I just left it there. I like, <laughs> didn't even carry it that out of the woods. Thing's probably oh. still sitting there. I was just like, dang, that thing was so heavy to carry that thing out here. No kidding. Well, I hate those, to carry that and a deer. Yeah, really. Crazy. Well, when those crazy things first come out, of course, I had I had to get one, had to keep up with the times, because I was writing for several magazines, and they like for you to have the latest and greatest, you know. A friend of mine who had got permission to hunt on, he wasn't even a hunter. He had 600 fabulous acres covered up with deer and turkey well i finally got him to hunt a little bit well he wanted to get into bow hunting so i got there i had the new compound you know but i had no recurve so I took it to him he literally stood in the yard shot six arrows at the target and went deer hunting <laughs> went the next afternoon by himself the first thing he shot at was a 17 pointer oh my god that, that afternoon it was way back in his woods on a little pond looked like a hog wallow you know he missed a 17-pointer. He missed a 10-pointer. He missed an 8-pointer. He ran out of arrows pretty quick, like, <laughs> shot at some little bucks, shot at some does, got down, retrieved all his arrows, and shot four more. So he shot at 10 deers that <laughs> afternoon and never hit anything, you know. But uh, just a little while later, uh, he'd heard me talking about these climbing tree stands. Well, I had uh, acquired another one. Some of those originals were called A-Mackers. Yeah. And so... It was just the bottom platform and, and the other parts you used to climb with, and then you pull up. But there were ropes on those things, and those ropes are there for a purpose. Keep the bottom from falling out from under you. All right. <laughs> I loaned this dude the other stand, and I told him I went to his house, and I dropped it off. And I went out not 200 yards behind his house. There's a big open white oak grove. I mean, you'd walk and acorns just crunch under your feet, you know. So I shinnied up my tree. Now he's got 600 acres to hunt on. I hear something coming through the woods, banging and clanging. It's him. He <laughs> come right to where I'm hunting. He goes 15 yards from me and climbs a tree, you know, clang, bang, bang, bang. He gets up there and gets kind of settled in. And I hear this terrible rattling sound. I looked over. He'd taken the rope that tied the two pieces of stand together <laughs> off, and he bumped the foot platform it clattered all the way down the tree to the bottom and he's hanging there <laughs> and he's, oh my gosh he said, what am i gonna do now i said i don't know but you just messed up my whole deer hunt i'm getting down and going home you can do whatever you want to you can hang it out in that tree for so i kind of misled him there for a little bit but i had to go find a rope and tie it together and of course you know what kind of sound it make pull oh, it back yeah. up with yeah. a rope i mean just worst deer hunt ever you know yeah i swear before god after he got that Bottom of that stand back up there and secured 15 minutes, I had a deer on the ground. No kidding. Yeah, those just, it's like they just waited. They just needed a few minutes for all the noise settled down. And whoop, <laughs> here they all came right to the acres, you know. But, hey, that's one oh, of those. my goodness. Wasn't my first deer hunt, but it's one of the most memorable for sure. Yeah, know. yeah. And, you know, ain't it interesting and just, just how, uh, you know, all these memories are created on the land and, and how we can uh, – you know, we can remember that stuff, and then it just never leaves you, you know. It, it never does. And, of course, all of us, we're country folks, and we, we're blessed to live out where we do and everything. But uh, some of you guys, hey, we got guys here involved with living the dream outdoors. Yeah. So uh, those fabulous, I can't believe the properties that they keep yeah. coming up. But, hey, we got an agent standing right here with us. Well, these, these boys are down in the in God's country down there around Salem and Bunker. And where oh, all do you go, guys? Boy, you are I, out I, I actually live in Boss. 
boss. And Bob. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to deliver UPS through there many years yep. ago. Spent a lot of time <laughs> down that part of the country. Well, I know they, there's lots of great properties down there, and I'm sure you'd like to tell folks how they can get a hold of you. Uh, just call me, uh, Tim Bell. I'm agent here at Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Just give me a call at 573-247-8323. Yeah, there you go. How do we get a hold of you? Oh, you get about you get a hold of me the same way, but different number. You can either call or text me at 573-247-5711. And I'm a fresh agent ready to get out there and get some properties listed and sold. You're getting her done from what I understand, but Mm -hmm. did you notice the difference between Tim and, and here? The young guy said, text me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever's most convenient for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I got to hand it to you guys. I, of course, I was. I got to do a 10-minute little speech to all you agents this evening, and boy, did I ever brag on them. You know, I, was, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys working so hard, selling so many wonderful properties, keeping making people so alive. happy, keeping the dream alive, and... It's only because of you guys that I have this podcast job. Y'all doing all the work, and I get to do all the play. I'm running around hunting and fishing and having a great time. Hey, it's an unbelievable job. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Great group of people, too. And, uh, hey, we're living the dream every day. Yes, sir, we are. We, we are. really are. So right. Well, folks, hope you've enjoyed this show. It's certainly fun for us, like you couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.